listening to The Currency Welcome. I'm your host, Mike Gaston. I'm a strategic brand and marketing consultant, and I'm glad to have you along today. I have a special guest. His name is Joe Applebaum. He's the CEO of Ajax Union, a B2B digital marketing agency. They're based in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Joe's a business strategist, marketing expert, and certified Google trainer. He's also the author of a new book. It's called High Energy Secrets. It's all about how Joe lost 95 pounds and has more energy than ever. And as a little side note, I remember kind of tracking Joe's progress as he was publishing on, on LinkedIn and Twitter and some of the others. Just an amazing journey. Uh, when he is not mojovating entrepreneurs at events and on social media, he chills with his Brook- in Brooklyn with his wife and five kids. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here, Mike. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's a real honor to connect with you. We've been LinkedIn buddies for a long time, but it's nice to finally talk to you and to get a chance to dig a little deeper into what you do. So I'm glad you're willing to join me for the program. Let me start by talking a little bit about Ajax Union. I wanted to learn a little bit. We're going to get into today all about LinkedIn. You're a master of LinkedIn, and I want to dig a little deeper into that. But first, tell us what Ajax Union is all about. So Ajax Union is a B2B digital marketing agency based in Brooklyn, New York. We've been around for 11 years now. And when I started the company, we were very focused on working with small businesses, helping them with search engine optimization. So if you look at our website now, we're now not focused so much on that. We're much more focused on B2B. That's what we call ourselves a B2B digital marketing agency. But we're a team of experts that work with companies that want to grow. And we provide amazing sales enablement and marketing funnel creation and lead generation services. Our ideal clients usually have a marketing director and a sales team. Their companies that we service are typically between 10 and $100 million in annual sales, have a defined marketing budget, and really have amazing communication. We, As an agency, a lot of agencies are focused on tactics, and we provide marketing strategy first by identifying your goals, your target market, your ideal messaging, And then what we do is we go and create lead magnets. I'm I'm sure you heard of lead magnets or downloads, you know, brochures, things for people to get from your website. We create email automations to automatically follow up with your leads, landing pages to get them hooked in. And then we set up your entire funnel, everything from top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel. And then finally, we add some technology, ROI reporting. We send traffic to your funnel via search, like SEO, SEM, PPC, all that stuff via social, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and then email, both email marketing that you buy and email marketing that you have internal. Um, And we call that process sales enablement because we enable your sales team to be more effective because they don't have to qualify leads as much. These days, people are self-qualifying. So that's basically what Ajax Union is now. That's pretty cool. Now, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, technology involved in this. There's some jargon that's, that a lot of marketing folks will be aware of and digital marketers. But give us a little story. Tell us about an instance where you found a client, solved a problem, leveraged your, situa- your, uh, your services, and what the result was for them, just to help people kind of put flesh on the bones. Yeah, so we had a company called MakerBot that approached us and they said, hey, listen, we have a big problem. We're working with a lot of agencies. Um, and for whatever reason, we're not getting enough leads. We have 25 sales reps internally, and we're not getting enough leads to our business. What do we do? And they were selling 3D printers in Brooklyn, um, and they were doing it online and trying to get more leads. So we looked at their, we went in and we looked at their PPC account, and we noticed that it wasn't really optimized well. Um, and so what we said is, if we optimize your pay-per-click advertising, your search advertising, what will happen is you'll be able to... we predict that you'll be able to increase your lead flow by at least 30%, right? You're going to get 30% more leads by removing all the the wrong keywords and the wasted money and all that. So we ended up, they said, okay, we'll give you a shot. And within two months, we were able to not just increase their lead flow by 30%. We actually doubled the amount of leads that they were getting. And they were so happy and they're like, oh my God, it's so great. But the marketing, the, the, the sales director said, hang on a second, before we're, you know, the CMO is happy, Right. But the marketing director, the sales director is not happy. And I said, what's going on? He's like, we have more leads, but we have less quality leads. I'm sure that you've heard this before. Quantity is not everything. You need to have the right mix between quality and quantity. So then we looked at it and we said, yeah, you guys are not uh, automating your lead qualification process. You You need some email automation. You need some processes. And they're like, yeah, we invested in Marketo. 
but it's taking some of the other agencies a really long time. They said they have a six-month lead time to implement the entire Marketo. So we said, you know, why don't you give us that project, and within three weeks, we'll get one sequence running. And that sequence will be the top of the funnel sequence where we'll take all the leads that aren't necessarily qualified so that your sales reps are not busy with those, and then we'll send your best sales reps your best leads because we'll have technology automating it. And they're like, really? You can do that so in how, a few weeks? How were you able to, like, what process did you use to determine if a lead was a high quality versus a low quality lead? Were you well, using emails to kind of sift through? Yeah. So when somebody lands on your website, you can give them options as to what to do, right? You can give them an option, get a quote right now, but you could also give them an option to like learn more. So depending on their mindset, if they want to learn more, they're going to go for the learn more. And when they want to learn more, they may download a brochure or they might get a checklist or they might get some type of a guide or something. And when they're getting the guide, we can then do a few things to follow them around the Internet, like retargeting, sending them emails based on whether or not they read the guide, based on whether or not they watched the video that we have them watching. And based on the actions that they take at the end of the video or at the bottom of the guide, we can determine whether or not they have an interest in buying right now or are they basically just educating themselves. And what we realized is over 90% of their traffic was education-based traffic, top-of-the-funnel traffic, but they didn't have an education-based funnel set up. So what we did was we started an education-based funnel, and what ended up happening is we started getting figuring out very quickly who are the leads that just weren't interested in buying, and we wouldn't even send it to the sales because it wasn't a sales qualified lead. Maybe it was a marketing qualified lead, but it wasn't a sales qualified lead. And what we ended up having to do is send their best sales reps, the best hot leads that seemed like they were interested because we asked them questions like how many machines do you want or, you know, different questions that would make them answer um, like little mini surveys. And then what ended up happening is they literally doubled their sales after that because the best sales reps were getting the best leads. So they weren't wasting their time with a bunch of just unqualified random form fills from people that are not ready to buy. Right. And then you're nurturing the other stuff that's more education based and getting them through the funnel and making them qualified down the road. So they become also a high end lead. That's, that's so smart. I love that Joe. This is uh, I'm glad I asked a little bit because that kind of marketing gives me goosebumps. You know, a lot of people, it's like they put a lead magnet out there, you get a first name and an email address. And the next thing you do, you're, you're like sending them a sales pitch and, there's no kind of consideration for where that potential customer is in their buying process. And I love what you're doing there. So that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. My pleasure. So let's talk. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn. And I, I want to talk about this because I don't know what you're seeing, but, you know, I've been in marketing for most of my career. You know, I've seen platforms come and go. Facebook's been huge, but it's a great platform to advertise on. Google's been great. Twitter, all these but it looks to me like LinkedIn is ascendant. It's becoming a more and more powerful platform for anyone that's in the B2B space. And you've developed a, a, a expertise and even a product called Social Selling, and that's S-E-L-L-I-N apostrophe. So we've dropped the G on selling. But you've developed a product around that. Can you share a little bit first before we get into social selling? Like, What are you seeing with LinkedIn and is it increasing in importance or am I, am I misinterpreting the market? So LinkedIn is a social network, just like, you know, a lot of people heard of Facebook and Instagram because they're in the news much more than LinkedIn is. But at the end of the day, LinkedIn is basically a piece of technology that allows you to be able to connect with people. Now, I don't know if you've ever gone, have you ever gone to a networking event where you meet strangers at a networking event and you start having conversations? Have you ever done that before? One of my favorite things to never do. I hate, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been to a, more than I'd like to admit. So most people really, really don't like going to networking events, right? Because networking is, is in a form kind of like public speaking. Most people don't like public speaking. They don't like going to networking events. And what I tell people is that LinkedIn is essentially a networking event. So if you're showing up to LinkedIn and you're not engaging, you're just sitting on the side and treating it like a seminar, like a conference, instead of treating it like a, a networking event. There are 630 million people on LinkedIn right now, 630 million people, 40% are logging in every single day. And out of those 40% that are logging in, there are less than a million posts going up a day on LinkedIn. So the question is, what is everybody doing? If there's 630 million people and 40% are logging in every day, 
why are people not posting on LinkedIn? Why are people not networking? Why are people not engaging? And it's just like what you said, it's one of the things that people are afraid to do on LinkedIn. So last year we developed something called the LinkedIn Authority Blueprint, where we create a strategy for people. It's not because you don't have time, you're not posting, you're not not posting because you really are afraid. You're just not prepared. Most people go to networking events and they're just not prepared. If I gave you everything that you needed to be successful um, at a networking event, if I literally handed you the blueprint, and if I gave you the right business cards and the right pitch and put you in front of 100 of your ideal clients, you would want to go to that networking event and you would be ready because you practiced, you have the pitch, and you know exactly what to say. Now, most people don't, are not prepared, and if you fail to prepare, what's the famous saying? then prepare to fail, right? Everybody heard that. So right. the key is to prepare. So what do you have to prepare to be able to get all that attention? And the answer is you need to have a content calendar. You need to have an asset library. You need to know exactly what you're going to be posting each day in advance. We call it a LinkedIn strategy or a plan in order for you to connect with the, and leverage the network that you have. Now, Microsoft, I don't know if you know this, but Microsoft opened the door to be able to connect with 30,000 people on LinkedIn um, and if you can connect with your target market, and so that means you can basically bypass the gatekeeper and get straight to the decision maker, it's really great because with LinkedIn, you're able to stay top of mind with the people in your network, especially with the people that know you well and trust you already. You see, Mike, most people that are on LinkedIn have no idea who you are, but the 1,000 people that you're actually connected to, those people know you chances are they like you too and they trust you. So how do you stay top of mind with them? So we created this strategy called the LinkedIn Authority Blueprint is we we basically send you a questionnaire, it takes you two hours to fill out, then you write down your goals, your business objectives, your target market, your offering, your value proposition, and then we go through a, a, a virtual strategy session and we review the questionnaire with you and we come up with your messaging, your passions, we identify your interests and we help produce content ideas. And by the end of the session, we, we brainstorm lots of topics that are interesting to your target audience for you to stay top of mind. And after the session, we send you a recording and then our team basically delivers to you within two weeks, a 13 week content calendar, an asset library, a connections dashboard. We optimize your profile and all that stuff. So what I'm saying to anyone listening to this is you need to have a strategy and we have like a free webinar on our website. If you go to ajaxunion.com, we have a free webinar replay that teaches you how to create your own strategy. We can also do it for you. But the idea is have a plan, have a strategy. And if you actually have this content calendar, if you actually have an asset library, you're never going to have to wonder about what to post on LinkedIn. And you're always going to be top of mind. And I believe that's where the money is. The money is being top of mind with the people that already know you, the people that already like you, and the people that already trust you. Mike, if I take a look at your profile, I'll notice that we have 27 mutual connections, including a great entrepreneur, Gregory Glant, right? I'm sure you know who he is, or Bob Tassone, or Matthew Weiss, Harris Wollen, uh, Roberto Blake, Jack Martin. These are, these are right, amazing, amazing entrepreneurs, many of them in entrepreneurs' organizations. Aaron Ross, right, Predictable Revenue, like really, really great people that are in our network together. And if they know what you do, because they probably already know what you do because you have somewhat of a relationship with like Robert Glazer or whatever. If they're in marketing and they know what you do, now it's your job is not to sell them anything, but just to remind them that you exist. To remind them that you exist. Remind the people that you already know that are in a position to refer business to you that you exist. And that's what networking is really about. It's not about networking with strangers so much as it is networking with people that you already know. Now, if you don't know enough people, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that might be listening to this that they just don't know enough people. Now you have a pool of 630 million people where you can really zero in on geographic, demographic, psychographic, and figure out, okay, who do you want to meet? You might want to network with CFOs, with CEOs, with directors of marketing. You might not want to network with HR professionals or with business development professionals of a certain industry, maybe the healthcare industry, the IT industry. The great thing is that you can find all the people in New York or even in upstate New York or in Boston that are of a specific demographic in a specific geographic area that think a specific way in a specific industry. And you can find thousands of those people that are willing and able to network with you where you build real relationships with them and then stay top of mind using LinkedIn. That's a good approach, the idea of a strategy. And I think right now we're talking about individuals. I, we'll talk about, you know, business approach, businesses and brands approach to LinkedIn in just a minute. 
But this idea of like networking with people. So now I'm, I've got a strategy, I'm connecting, I'm getting my face in front of people and they're saying, oh yeah, Mike Gaston, he's a great guy. I haven't thought about him in a while. Great to see him. How does that turn into business? I, I understand how that can turn it like a job seeker. Hey, I'm networking. I'm, I'm looking for work. That's one thing. But how about people are looking to drive business through LinkedIn? How do you take that next step? Is it just a matter of getting in front of people and being top of mind? Or is there something else that you have to do? So there, so it depends on how much business you want and how, like, how proactive you want to be. So there are three different things that we teach people to do on LinkedIn. And if you only have 15 minutes a day, that's the social selling system. If you only have 15 minutes a day, we, you, we recommend you do three things. And I tell this to everybody. The first thing you want to do is post every single day. Spend five minutes, post something of value each day. If I take a look at the average person, most people are not posting anything on LinkedIn. Most people have no articles. But if you're posting, what happens up happening is when people go to their feed, they end up seeing you on their feed and they remember that you exist. I see you posted something two days ago. Now, does this... Does this have to be original content? Sorry, Joe, original, curated, like what am I posting? Well, there are different things that you could post. You can post curated content or you can post created content. It doesn't matter what you post. It matters that you post and it matters that you post often. I recommend posting your stories, posting your passions, posting information that you find, posting things that are about you and that your target audience would be interested in seeing. You know, I personally post things about LinkedIn, about personal development, about marketing, about my health goals. I post things about my speaking engagements. I post things about the stories in my life. And that engages my audience. When I post a video of me talking about the things that I went through in my life to grow my business and try to figure out what are the things that worked and didn't work, or I post a bunch of tips, people get really excited and they end up wanting to follow me. That's why I have 23,000 people that are following me on LinkedIn right now because I'm consistently adding <laughs> wow. I'm consistently adding value. I'm posting, right? The average CEO has 930 connections and are not posting anything. I see you post a lot about your podcast, which is great, but I would like to see you posting a video of yourself talking about your business and explaining to people sure. what you're doing and things like that. And most people are not doing that. Um, that's number one, posting. Number two is engaging. Right. People are liking your stuff. People are commenting, but you're not in the comments there, like necessarily replying um, in a way that that would make you uh, that would make you really stand out. I see that you do reply sometimes, but you're not mentioning people. You're not necessarily creating community in a way that you could be. And a lot of people are just not searching Mm. for content on LinkedIn that are related to their industry and engaging in that content. So. If, for example, if your ideal client was an HR director at a healthcare institution, you can search for health uh, for healthcare related uh, content on LinkedIn, and then you can start engaging in that content, especially when HR directors are posting it. Um, and what ends up happening is because you're one of the very few people that are engaging, the author of the content is going to start seeing you and wanting to build a relationship with you. So that's the second thing I recommend doing is engaging. And the third thing that I always recommend for people to do is if you really want leads, if you really want to be successful, you got to do outreach. Whereas posting is about about getting out there and having that visibility right top of the funnel. Um, uh, Engaging is really about credibility, about building trust middle of the funnel. If you really want to be able to find people that are bottom of the funnel, the key is for you to start direct messaging. So there's Posting, engaging, and messaging. So direct messaging means I'm going to send you a message directly uh, to your profile because I'm connected to you. I can literally click on your profile. I can look up your name. I can click on your face, and then I can click message, and then I can directly send you a message, and I can you know, ask you to get on the phone with me, or I can invite you to an event. You know, I invited you to a meetup group um, not too long ago, and... I invited you to have a chat with me not too long ago. And that's the reason why I'm even on this podcast to begin with, because that's right. it, we went that's back right. and forth and talked and had conversations in the past. But you reach out to me. I reached out to you. And that's basically the idea. I even endorsed you. I mean, so we go back and forth and have that relationship. And so if you want to, you know, I just spoke to a guy who just raised $5 million and he's desperately looking to a mar- for a marketing agency. I just spoke to a woman who's a director of business development at a very large uh, a firm. They have 300 employees and they have HubSpot and they never used HubSpot yet. And they desperately need someone to create a strategy and implement HubSpot across their 40 sales reps. And they're desperate to use somebody. And the way I got on the phone with her 
is I sent her CEO a direct message and said, I see that we're connected on LinkedIn and we haven't spoken yet. Would you like to know what we're doing for CEOs on LinkedIn? And we got on the phone and within five minutes, he's like, dude, you do HubSpot? I desperately need someone to help me. Can I connect you with my director of business development? And I was like, cool. And then I had already three conversations with them and they're going to potentially spend $180,000 a year with my agency. And this is just one of many, many deals that I personally, myself, got from direct messaging people on LinkedIn. I call it Operation DM because I want to be able to create a $3 million pipeline doing this and just show people how I did it and then teach them using social selling, basically teaching entrepreneurs, salespeople, coaches, professionals, consultants, how to be able to do this themselves. Because guess what, Mike? There are 30 million jobs that are going to become available very, very soon. So I'm going to mention to educate 30,000 people in the next three years that are basically don't know how to network. They don't know how to leverage technology to generate sales, to generate income, to grow their business, to build their brand. So if you want to go from a lurker that's just watching to an influencer that's actually making money and that's actually influencing people and making a difference, then LinkedIn is a great platform to be able to do that. It's not the only platform, right? I know plenty of people that are very successful on Instagram. I know plenty of people that are very successful on Facebook, but LinkedIn is B2B and LinkedIn is very business centric. And when people are on LinkedIn, they have the mindset of networking. That's the mindset that people have. When you're on LinkedIn, Mike, you're thinking business, you're thinking personal development, you're thinking innovation, you're thinking connection, you're thinking revenue, you're thinking profit, you're thinking finding employees. When you're on Facebook, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking fun. I'm thinking family. I'm thinking friends. Sometimes I'm thinking French fries because that's what people post pictures of. Joe's fantastic. I think you dropped a few bombs in there. There's some great things. I love this uh, kind of three-point approach, the posting every day. You know, I've been guilty of, I post usually once, twice a week, and and here's why I don't do more. And, And you've kind of challenged me on this. I might post a podcast episode. And my fear is that if I continue to post after that, I'm going to bury it. And then my audience is not going to see it and they're going to miss that post. And what you're saying is, no, you need to be out there every day. Can you speak to that? If I post something kind of important out there, I, I know everything, you know, it's in a timeline, it's ephemeral. Is there a concern that something important gets buried? Should you leave it or just just keep going and people find uh, it? Anyway? My recommendation is the, it, posts get buried automatically with time, right? So if you post something within a, within a day or two day period, the post is pit buried anyway. So my recommendation is just keep posting if only 1%, less than 1% of people are posting. So if you're connect, if you have a thousand followers, which you do, you have a little over a thousand followers, only 1% of those thousand followers are actually posting. So that means that let's say 40, 400 people are logging into LinkedIn of your connections on a daily basis. That means 400 eyeballs are there ready and able to look at your average post. Now, LinkedIn's only going to send it to, let's say a hundred people. And if there's no engagement, if there's no likes and comments, LinkedIn's going to let it die right there. After it sends it to 100 people, it's not going to send it to any more people. Why? Because this post is not interesting. Nobody cares about your podcast. Nobody like nobody wants to see it. So LinkedIn's only going to show it. <laughs> You're killing. No, You're killing no, me, Joe. No, I'm, I'm saying I'm telling you how the algorithm's <laughs> thinking. I'm not telling you about like. Uh, no, I got yeah. it. I'm just laughing. Uh, yeah. It's so, just fun. You know, so what, what ends up happening is the algorithm needs to ask itself, like, do people actually want to see it? It's kind of like the Google algorithm, right? Do people want to see this website for this keyword? So it's the same thing with, with LinkedIn. Do people want to see this post? Because LinkedIn's goal is to keep people addicted to the feed. So if you're on the feed and you're kind of like, oh, I'm scrolling right. through the feed, you're going you're gonna to see Mike maybe once on a, a blue moon. But if you post once a day, or like me, sometimes 10 times a day, you're going to see me three or four times a day. I'm going to keep coming up on your feed. Yeah, right? you're so when you look, my yeah. goal is to have a thousand people see me 1000 times a year. That's my goal. I don't want to go viral. I want the same thousand people to see me a thousand times a year. And on average, my posts get over a thousand views each post. And when I ask people, how often do you see me? They say three to four times a day, I see you on the feed. So somebody logs into the feed, they spend 15, 20 minutes, they spend an hour on the feed, they're going to see me three or four times. Why? Because I posted three or four times today, because I posted 10 times today. But if I posted three or four times a week, they might, they're not going to see me at all. Maybe they'll see me once a week. And I don't want that. I want a thousand people to see me every, every single, you know, a thousand people to see me a thousand times. So that's yeah. my, my strategy. And, and, you know, someone once said, Joe, but I don't want to annoy people. I don't want people to see me too much. 
I was like, all right, so then close your business for seven days out of the week or five days out of the week so that you're not in front of people too much. Right. Like if you don't want to like, turn your website off, God forbid someone should come to your website too often, you know, like, dude, they're coming to your website. They're on the feed looking for content. I think if people look, if you're just always self-promoting, you know, I'm just always sticking my mug out there. It's me, me, me. I think people do get tired of that. But if you're posting high quality stuff on a regular basis, who's going to get tired? I might not read or listen or watch everything, but if it's always high quality, I'm excited to see what's next. So I can't see how anybody would be turned off by that. And also people that like you like to see you coming up. Believe it or not, when you're looking through the feed and there's a bunch of strangers, you don't like it. Nobody likes to see strangers on their feed. Sure, but sure. when I see Robert Glazer, when I see Mike Gaston, when I see the people that I love, when I see the people that I know really, really well, when I see David Schnurman or whoever on the feed, I don't care what he posted. I don't care if he self-promoted. I like him. Yeah. I will like yep. Yeah, he's my buddy. So now I feel like this is my home. But if I see a bunch of people from, you know, like all over the world, people that I never met, um, that I have no idea who they are, I never saw them before, and I'm seeing random posts, even if it's really great content, I'm not going to I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to want to comment on it. I'm not going to want to engage because I don't want them to see me. I just want to lurk. But I want uh, a Mark Moses, the CEO of Coaching International, to see me. I, so I will like on his post and I will give him a comment and he's going to get an email with that comment. So when you comment on someone's post, not only do they get a notification on their website when they log into LinkedIn, not only do they get a notification on their cell phone in the app, they get a freaking email. So when they search for your name in their email, they're going to see how many times you engage with their content. They're going to get notified that you are giving them love. And that is so powerful. So I say post as often as possible because people will only see you when they go to their feed and people want to see you on their feed. And of course, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk says, jab, 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 then right hook. Jab means add value. Right hook means try to sell. So don't sell often, sell 20%. I say sell, sell 10% of them. You have to sell if you want to grow your business a little bit. But right. instead of selling, add value, solve problems, and people will come to you. That's, you know, for me, I'm just educating. I'm sharing experiences. I'm sharing opinions. I'm asking questions. I'm making people think. I'm talking about stuff that every entrepreneur wants to know about, personal development. I'm a marketing agency. Why? You, some people say, Joe, are you a coach? Why are you talking about personal development? Like, who are you anyway? I was like, I'm a human. I want to develop myself. I'm an entrepreneur. So I share about things that excite me, about things that interest me, and people know what I do. I don't have to tell them what I do. Sure, I still tell them what I do. That's why I'm on a podcast like this and so on. But at the end of the day, I don't need to self-promote myself. I just need to add value and stay top of mind. That's what LinkedIn's about. My guest today is Joe Affelbaum, and he is blowing it up, kids. Let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask Joe about paid versus the free version of LinkedIn, what he recommends. And I want to get into a little bit of his social selling program and, and talk about how this applies to brands. You're listening to The Currency. I'm Mike Gaston, and we'll be back in just a moment. Folks, I hope you're enjoying today's interview. I have so much fun putting these podcast episodes together. It's such an honor to interview these folks, to learn from them, and to put this content out there. Look, if you like things that are marketing and branding related, if you want to become a better marketer, learn how to drive significant revenue through your marketing efforts to transform your brand into a real strategic asset, then I want to encourage you to go over to my website and sign up for my newsletter. The website is MikeGaston.com. That's M-I-K-E-G-A-S-T-I-N.com. Just scroll to the bottom of the page and there's a little sign-up form right there. You'll never get any spam. I will never sell your information. But what I will do, I will send you an email once a week with the new content that I've created. I put out videos about branding and marketing. I write articles about branding and marketing. And as you know, I create this podcast. So sign up today, get in the system, and learn more about branding and marketing. Become a better marketer. Guys, thank you so much. Let's get back to today's interview. Mm -hmm. 
Welcome back. I'm Mike Gaston. This is The Currency. My guest today is Joe Applebaum. I would like to encourage you to follow Joe. If you can't tell so far, this guy is just so much full of energy, so generous, and he's a really bright guy. So follow him. What you want to do is go to LinkedIn and get him there. And there's an easy domain that you can find him at. Just go to joelinkedin.com, J-O-E. L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N.com. If you type that into your browser, it'll kick you right over. It's his profile. You can read more about Joe. You can follow him, send him an invite, and uh, connect with him. I, you won't regret it. Joe, welcome back. Thank you so much. So this is a lot of fun, and you kind of surprised me. I didn't expect this, but you've been uh, taking a look at my profile and, uh, and dissecting a little bit. This is really helpful. I'm taking tons of notes. I'm sure my listeners are getting some great value, too. I want to ask the question about free versus paid. You know, LinkedIn offers these paid versions of the, of the experience. Uh, I've done them before, like Sales Navigator. I don't know. It's anywhere from 40 to 70 bucks a month. What do you advise users uh, as far as should they go the free or the paid route? Well, when people ask me, Joe, should I use LinkedIn Premium or not? And that's what it's called. It's called LinkedIn Premium or, you know, Sales Navigator. When I, when people, I always ask them, how much time do you spend on LinkedIn? And they say, well, I don't, I don't spend any time on LinkedIn. I'm never there. So I'm like, so definitely don't pay for it, right? You don't have to pay for something you don't use. But if you're, if you're a B2B professional uh, or if you're, you need relationships to grow your business um, and, and you, you want leads – Paying for LinkedIn can really help you accelerate how you get leads. Let me explain. Right now, if I look at your profile, you're Mike Gaston. I look at your profile on LinkedIn. I, I know that you don't pay for LinkedIn right now because you don't have the badge that says you pay for it. But So you mm -hmm. won't know that I looked at your profile, right? You'll, you won't know that the last 90 days of who looked at your profile. But if I, right. if I, if, if I pay for LinkedIn, if I pay the 1000 bucks a year for Sales Navigator, whatever it is, I know that there are 13,844 people that came and looked at my profile in the past 90 days. And I know their name. I know their contact information. I know where they work. I know who we have mutually connections with them. And I can see how often people are coming to my profile. And if I see somebody who is a founder and CEO of a B2B company that's in my target area and I see he came to my profile – chances are he either Googled me and clicked on my LinkedIn profile or he was referred to me or he saw something of value that I added and maybe he got ADD and then left my profile and did not reach out to me, but he really wanted to. So guess what I'm going to do, Mike? I'm guessing you're going to reach out. Guess. That's right. I'm going to reach out to him and I'm going to say, dude, I see you checked out my profile. Let's connect on LinkedIn and get to know each other better. And what he's going to be like, oh, hell yeah, I want to connect with you. I actually want to speak to you because I want to use your agency or I want to sign up to social <laughs> selling to learn how to leverage LinkedIn, right? So I now have the ability to connect with coaches, with consultants, with entrepreneurs, and not just random people that are on LinkedIn. These are people that are logging on to LinkedIn, but not just logging on to LinkedIn. They're logging on to my gosh darn house. They're in my house. They're on my profile and I get to know who they are. It's like it's being in the year 2020 and not having caller ID on your phone. Say, I'm going to use a mango instead. I don't know if you know what a mango is. I'm going to use a mango <laughs> yeah. phone, which is the size of a pillow, and I'm going to walk around without caller ID. And when somebody calls me, I'm going to be like, hello, who is this? Nobody does that anymore. <laughs> it's the year 2020, baby. It's time to look at your caller ID. And this is caller ID that gives you so much amazing information and stores the last 90 days worth of contacts. It's so powerful. It's so underutilized. And this is the number one reason why I pay for LinkedIn. And it pays for itself like literally 100 times over, if not 1,000 times over. Because if I can close a $100,000 deal because I reached out to you because you came to my profile and then were ADD and left and didn't reach out to me, that's powerful. Um, that's literally yeah. the reason to pay for LinkedIn. But you have to actually do that. You have to actually go to see who looked at your profile and actually send messages thanking the people that came to your profile for coming to your profile so you stay top of mind with them. You have to actually send and connect with the people that are, came to your profile that could be ideal clients. I mean, this is work, and we do this for our clients. And we also teach our students in social selling on how to do this. But if LinkedIn is not important to your business and you don't want relationships – and you don't need leads, this would be a waste of time and a waste of money for you. Sure, sure. What, uh, and they give you three options. I think LinkedIn tries to push you into one premium option versus another. Do you have advice on 
you know, like we're talking about people, like we're talking about me, right? I'm looking for clients. You're looking for clients. Like, what do you recommend option wise? If, if you're not on a major budget, like if it makes no difference, if you're going to spend, let's say $60 a month or 600 a year, or let's say, you know, a thousand dollars a month, whatever, like if it makes no difference between 600 and a thousand dollars a year to your business, just get the sales navigator. Um, so that you could hop in there. They have some really good features in Sales Navigator. I'm not going to get into all their features, but they have really, really great sure. search search functionality and sure. the ability to segment leads and to know when people change companies and get special alerts. And there's a lot of really great functionality that you can get with Sales Navigator. So cool. the, the difference in price is so little for somebody who has a lead that's worth more, you know, like a client that's worth more than a few thousand dollars, a lifetime value. Yeah. So it, it just it just makes sense to get Sales Navigator so that you have access to it so that you could use it. Um, but again, if you're on a real budget and you're a coach, get the minimum one so at least you see who looked at your profile. Joe, let's talk about social selling. We've talked, we mentioned it a few times. So this is fantastic. You've encapsulated all this wisdom times a hundred here into this this product that you have. Can you talk a little bit what is social selling, the system, and who's it for? So social sell. So people often ask me, Joe, how did you buy socialselling.com? I said, very simple. I just removed the G and the domain was available. <laughs> I just removed the G. Make it really, really easy, right? I just removed the G. So when people ask me, Joe, what is the social selling all about? And I tell them there's a lot of people that have no idea how to have conversations with human beings. It's just the reality of it. It's super awkward to have a conversation with someone you never spoke to, especially on LinkedIn. So most people are never going to do it because they don't want to sound stupid. Nobody wants to sound stupid. So I wanted to start showing people my strategy and to really make it easier for people to, to behave like a master connector. Um, and I have this, I have this methodology, a very simple nine step methodology that teaches you how to A in three steps set up your strategy, right? So it's like figuring out what your goals are, figuring out who you're targeting specifically and then figuring out like the messaging for that specific target. So we, we basically break that down in three modules. Then we have another three video modules with frameworks, cheat sheets, and all that stuff. Where Step number one is we teach you how to identify your story so you can create stories. Stories sell. Features tell, but stories sell. Then we help you optimize your profile. So, for example, if I take a look at your profile, I'll see that you have no call to action in your summary. And your headline is not descriptive enough. And you're, you're missing a background image. And like there's a lot of things that you can improve with your profile. So we have a all-star profile checklist. We'll teach you how to your profile can 10x the amount of ideal clients that are coming and looking at your profile. And then we'll give you three different dashboards mm -hmm which will essentially help you track ROI on LinkedIn. So everything from a connections dashboard where we teach you how to recognize, strategize, and prioritize your contacts. We have an activity dashboard so you can actually track your activity and set activity-based KPIs. And then we have a strategy dashboard where you can create your content calendar, asset library, and your whole blueprint there. And we basically teach you how to populate it, how to use it, and how to leverage it. And then finally, once you have your, your, your assets set up correctly, which is your stories, your profile, and your dashboards, then we teach you how to do those things, which we call posting, engaging, and messaging. We call it booming because I like the word boom. And we like for people to be not just be branding themselves, not just be building their assets, but be booming every day in 15 minutes a day. So post and engage in a message. And we teach you the five different types of posts. There's not one type of post. Usually most people just post information, but there's a lot of different types of posts. We teach you how to craft them. We teach you how to write articles. We teach you how to do video properly. We teach you how to get the max exposure for your posting. Um, and then we also teach you how to engage, how to endorse, how to get recommendations. Uh, and then we teach you how to message people, how to do the greeting, how to do the feeding, how to get the meetings. Most people just try to get the meeting, but we say there's a three-step process before you do that. And there are five different ways to feed people. So we basically teach you how to do all that. Plus, we literally have 14 hours worth of webinars. We have live coaching that we do in real time twice a month. So you log in, we do coaching, we have virtual networking events. We have over 200 members that you can network with that are active on LinkedIn that will like and comment on your stuff. And, you know, essentially our goal is to really simplify LinkedIn. Everything I just told you sounds super complicated, but we will literally give you a methodology where if you only have 15 minutes a day, we'll give you a checklist of what you should be doing. You just do that or you hand that off to a virtual admin. We have a, a way to teach you how to leverage a virtual admin as well. We have a module on that. Um, so essentially, we're basically making LinkedIn into a money-making machine for people. We teach you how to go from a lurker to an influencer or from an order taker to a rainmaker. 
because Mike, I don't know about you, but I want to be a rainmaker. I don't just want to be an order taker. Joe, where can people learn more about this? The, what's the website for Social Selling? So it's socialselling.com. They could sign up. It's just $7 just to sign up to try it out for the first seven days. And so if you go to socialselling.com, I highly recommend you check it out um, and, and get yourself a trial to test it out and see how it works. And people that are signing up for it are literally getting results. We had one guy who is a real estate consultant um, in Seattle, and he said in his first two weeks, he got three deals that are each going to spend $75,000 a year with him. Three leads wow. because he like, we, and he's like, I'm not even, I'm not even scratching the surface with what I what could be doing. I don't have the time. I don't even have the 15 minutes, but I spent five minutes a day now and I got three major leads. I'm going to hire somebody to help me do this. We had another uh, LinkedIn trainer that signed up and she said, Joe, this is like next level stuff. Like I've, I paid $4,000 for LinkedIn courses. I never got any, anything close to this value. Um, he's like, I wish I saw your stuff like crazy reverse engineering the LinkedIn algorithm. Like a lot of the stuff is common sense that we teach also that people just need to hear over and over and over. But it has to do with like taking sales strategy, networking strategy and social media strategy and combining it into one. And most people don't teach you how to do that. Most courses will basically either teach you how to just sell on LinkedIn, which we don't believe is works. Prospecting on LinkedIn is not the right way to take to make money off LinkedIn. Networking is the right way. Um, and then we teach you how to get influence by getting exposure. So that's really the, the, the mindset shift that most people don't realize. And the reason why that's not popular is because people don't make emotional decisions to network, right? It's more of a proactive activity. So nobody wants to hear, right. oh, I need to do work now. No, I want the easy way out. So everyone's going to sell you a course that says, here, get rich quick, and people are going to buy into it, and then they're going to be disappointed. I'll do the opposite. I'll say, you know what? It's hard work. It's a lot of effort that you need to put into it. You've got to spend 15 minutes a day. It's like exercise. you got to spend 15 minutes a day if you want to build muscle. And that's it. I'm telling you the truth. And when people see that and they see the truth and, and they commit to it and they actually do the work, they end up getting results. Joe, let me just clarify. You, you made the comment that selling on LinkedIn is not the right way to go. It's about networking. And, and, I, and maybe this is obvious. What's the difference the way that you would define selling versus networking? Because you're still closing deals. You're still reaching out to people and doing business with them. So how do you differentiate the two? Here's a, a famous saying. People hate to be sold. Would you agree with that? People hate to be sold? Yes. But people love to buy. I was just in Walmart. Okay, there are lines of people, lines of people in Walmart, and they are waiting in line to buy things they do not need with money they do <laughs> not have for the people they do not like. I'm telling you right now, I've seen it. Um, so Walmart is packed with people that want to buy and nobody's selling them anything. The reality is people will buy when you give them value, when you provide them with a with value. And networking is the way that you provide value to people. So selling gotcha. means I'm going to find you, Mike. I'm going to force you to buy my product because I'm going to manipulate you because I found your pain and I'm going to twist your arm and then you're going to have buyer's remorse. Um, and I'm going to be a sleazy sales guy or an insurance guy. And I'm going to say, hey, you need life insurance. And I'm going to try to sell you life insurance. And that's annoying. And that's why most people hate going to random chamber of commerce networking events. They hate that. But if you're on LinkedIn and you're super classy and you're there as like a connector, a networker, you're going to get a lot of business, but not because you're selling. You're going to get a lot of business because you're building real relationships with human beings. By the way, did you know that 80% of salespeople will not follow up more than once? But 80% of sales are made after the 5th to 12th follow-up. That means... Yeah, that's amazing. That the reason why 80% of people are living paycheck to paycheck, and this is not my stat. I found it online. 80% of people are living paycheck to paycheck is because 80% of people are not willing to follow up more than once. And networking is about follow-up. So, Joe, with that in mind, and that's a great... I, I'm glad you made that distinction. With that in mind... Let's talk just for a moment about brands, corporations, because it's not just individuals on LinkedIn. There are companies, brands, and so on. Do you have any advice or perspective on how they should approach LinkedIn? Is it different than an individual? Yeah. So a brand needs to uh, – uh, if you want to get your brand out there on LinkedIn, you got to have a, a, a page. Very few companies have pages on LinkedIn. Okay? So realize that there are millions of companies out there, but there aren't millions of company pages. There aren't enough company pages out there. Um, so number one is you need to have a company page. Number two, the benefit of having a company page is that you can now advertise to your 
to people on LinkedIn to follow your company page. And you can update your company page. You can follow hashtags and get into the comments and have a conversation with, with your target audience on LinkedIn and invite people to comment. And you come up on people's feeds that are following you. So company pages are very, very powerful if used correctly, but it's mainly for branding. You're not going to start generating lots of sales off a company page. So if it, branding is important to your B2B company, then having a LinkedIn page, updating it daily, doing some advertising campaigns, using hashtags, and also integrating it with people's profiles in your company. Like, for example, the CEO's profile should be optimized and updated daily in conjunction with the company's page. And then they need to cross-reference each other and mention each other. And this way, you'll both get the benefit because profiles come up very differently than pages on LinkedIn. So if you're a corporation and you're not leveraging your people by optimizing their profiles and having a playbook on best practices for LinkedIn, you're missing out. If you're ignoring your company page, you are majorly missing out. So if you're a corporation, you need to have a written strategy for LinkedIn, which has your goals in mind. It could be branding goals. It could be marketing goals. Um, has your target market in mind. It's very well defined. And of course, has the messaging that speaks to the pains and gains of your target market. And that's really the key here. The key is having the right messaging, telling the right stories. And if you do this correctly um, and you integrate some advertising on your page, you're going to really be able to get far fast. So it sounds like you want to leverage both. You want to have your presence as a business, but then you want to leverage and, and not, obviously not every like a line employee is not going to be promoting the business as maybe the CEO, the marketing director, sales team. Um, but if you're leveraging the individuals that work for the company and their job is to promote the company along with the company's brand, you can get some real magic happening. Yeah. And not just that. I mean, a lot of people are on LinkedIn. You know, if you just search, we are hiring on LinkedIn and look for people that are hiring, you're going to find thousands of people that are actually hiring, right? So if I search right now, we are hiring on LinkedIn and you just search for people that write, we are hiring, just people write it in their profile, we are hiring. I don't know if you've ever done this, but there are 400,000 400, people that write it in their profile, we are hiring great talent. That means that there are half a million, like close to half a million people that are looking to hire. But if I look up their HR director at their company, their profile is non-existent. If I look at their company page, their company page does not have a job a job section. They're not leveraging their their presence correctly to find top talent. So it's not just about acquiring customers; it's about getting talent as well and having your talent. You know, the best the best employees that I've ever hired came from referrals from other amazing employees. A players will refer A players. Have you ever heard that? Yes. Yep. No. So what I was saying is that's the idea. So what you want to do is you want to create an environment where it's not just the CEO posting on LinkedIn, but it's kind of like drift. They have a company culture that everybody's a writer. Everybody's able to share experiences and everybody's promoting the company because it's mainly for getting really good employees, but also branding yourself to show that you're a transparent company. Uh, that's good advice, Joe. And uh, I know in this economy, uh, finding good talent's tough because a lot of companies are doing great. Uh, unemployment's at a historic low. And any advantage you can get to find good talent, you, you need to take advantage of because I think it's tough to find good folks these days. Um, Joe, we're kind of coming towards the end of our discussion. I'm curious, uh, like, just from your perspective, what's one of the biggest mistakes besides not leveraging LinkedIn? What's one of the biggest mistakes, the pro, the, like the active mistakes you see people uh, commit on LinkedIn? Well, one of the biggest mistakes I see people that are trying to generate sales commit on LinkedIn is that they try to message people with a message that says, how are you? Let me explain something to you. If I don't know who you are, don't ask me how I am because it's inauthentic. It's a lie. You don't really care how I am. Now, somebody might argue and say, I do care. How are you? Come on. It's just annoying. Even if you really care, don't ask me, how are you? You could ask me, what are my goals? You could ask me something more creative. How are you is not, is just annoying. Don't annoy other people. Number two, don't send really long messages. 57% of people that are on LinkedIn are, are logging in from what? From their cell phone. People don't have time on their cell phone to read a long ass message. TLDR. Send a short message. Keep it short. Also, same thing with email. Don't send long-ass emails. Send short to the point. Tell them what you want and move on. 
And the third thing is don't sell. When you sell, you smell. So brush your teeth if you have bad breath. But, you know, bottom line is <laughs> don't don't sell on LinkedIn. Um, here's another thing that you want to be very careful about on LinkedIn is don't be a troll. I know this goes without saying, but even if you feel like something negative, realize that if you post something negative publicly, everybody sees it and you end up just looking bad. If you have something not nice to say, keep it to yourself. Maybe share it with your spouse. You know, they can handle it more than the average person in public. But don't be a troll. Don't hate on people. Be nice, be kind, show gratitude, and you're going to get further faster. Yeah, it's a good point. I Surprisingly, I haven't seen a lot of that activity, but I'm seeing a little bit more and more where people are getting agitated, hostile, critical, political in the comments. And I'm like, it's just strange to see a professional doing that in a professional environment. And um, we all have opinions. We all get agitated about different things. And that's good. That's part of the human experience. It's just strange to see it on LinkedIn. So I think that's that's great advice. Uh, you wouldn't do that in the middle of your office. Why would you, you know, or you wouldn't do that in the middle of a sales meeting. Why would you do that on LinkedIn? What's one of the things that, uh, if you wanted my listeners to have kind of one thought in mind, what's one thing that you'd leave them with regarding LinkedIn? The one thing that I would leave, leave you with on LinkedIn is decide how much time you're going to be spending on LinkedIn and actually go and spend that time on a daily basis. Like, don't sit there on your feed all day and waste time just basically consuming random content. Instead, be proactive for 15 minutes a day. Put it on your calendar. Log in once a day. If you want to check out my profile, check out what I have going on. You could actually bookmark my updates so you can see my updates i post something of value every single day and you know find a couple of people that inspire you and proactively like and comment on their stuff and literally do things that are proactive like posting like engaging like messaging because if you don't spend time doing this and make it into a habit you're just never going to do it it's going to be like one of those another thing that you dabble in you know you tried to learn the language you started for five days and then you quit you started playing guitar, you picked it up, you bought an expensive guitar, and then you use it three times, and now it's collecting dust in the basement with your rollerblades. You know, like, just that's the reality. People are dabbling. And when it comes to your business, it's too important to dabble. So don't be a dabbler. Be a doer. Put it in your calendar. Get an accountability system. Get a, a group of people that are engaged on LinkedIn that you can spend some time with. You don't have to make this your whole life, but for 15 minutes a day, you get a massive ROI. My guest today has been Joe Affelbaum. He is the founder, president of Ajax Union. And as you can tell, he is passionate about what he does in LinkedIn. Joe, thank you so much for being a guest today on The Currency. Thank you for having me. This was amazing, Mike. You are a great host. And boom. Boom, Joe. Boom. Guys, make sure to connect with Joe. Find him on LinkedIn. He's got a unique URL. Just go to joelinkedin.com. That's J-O-E-L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N.com. You will not regret it. Fantastic content and a fantastic person. Also, if you haven't done so already, make sure that you connect with me. I'm, you can get me on Twitter. You can get me on LinkedIn. Just search for Mike Gaston. I'll show up everywhere. Thank you so much, guys. I love the time that you devote to the show. I hope you get a lot of value out of guests like Joe. If you haven't subscribed to the show on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, anywhere great podcasts are provided. And remember, I love you all, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you.